Have you been looking for your keys to success? You have found the best place to start. We will hear from professionals on different keys to success in building huge careers in and outside the mortgage industry. These conversations that each person will share their experience will allow you to hear nuggets on finding your keys to success. I'm your host, Sue Meitner, so let's get started and grab your keys. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Grab Your Keys. I am super excited today that we have Richard Milligan here with us. Richard is president of 4C Recruiting, recruiting coach, speaker, author, podcast host. I mean, I think you've done everything possible. Richard, thank you so much for being with us today. Yes. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. we. I can't wait to like jump into all your recruiting secrets in this special <laughs> world of mortgage. Um, why did you decide to jump into the recruiting field to help mortgage people recruit? Uh, that, you know, I don't really know, Sue. <laughs> you, ever, you have those, you have those moments like, how did I get here? Like, um, so I, I spent, I got in the mortgage industry in 2002 and it was super easy to get in the mortgage industry in 2002. Right. And, um, and five years in, um, I had been a broker. I was on the broker side for the first five years, 2007 comes along. And for those that anyone listening to this that remembers 07, 08, 09, yeah. Uh, there was a pivot that I hadn't planned to make, which was I was going to, I moved from broker to full retail and then spent about 11 years on the retail side. And I got to the end of 2016 and, um, I had a pivot in my career coming that I didn't know was coming. And, um, and so I think sometimes things happen for a reason. And I would, uh, in hindsight, I would never have started 4C recruiting in 2017. Uh, in that moment, I had never planned to do it. Right. Um, but now that I'm six years into this, um, it was obviously was meant for me to do this. I, uh, I have a gifting in the space of recruiting coaching specifically. And so in 2017, I started 4C recruiting really as a pivot, leaving the mortgage industry. And I had built 21 teams. I'd hired about 400 loan officers at the time. Wow. Uh, and I said, I, I'm good at recruiting. I'll go start a company that's actually recruiting for, um, great people. And so in early 2017, we were a re recruiting company. And what I found is that when you begin to partner with people, that my framework of recruiting was pretty unique. We were, we were creating meetings for leaders that had teams with loan officers and they weren't really good. They weren't going anywhere. And so right. I started asking questions like, what are you doing? Um, what are you saying? Like, what's your pr recruiting process look like? And what I found is that most people were spontaneous in how they recruited. They didn't have any real skills uh, to getting a recruit into a conversation and furthering them all the way through the finish line. And so I began to coach and the coaching began to work. And so about six months in, I had two CEOs about the same time come to me and say, hey, we're hearing great things at a regional level from some of the coaching that you're doing. Would you be, and I was doing it for free. I was just doing it to help myself. I said, would you be willing to put a coaching curriculum together for us internally? And when the second CEO approached me around that, I said, I'm going to create a coaching curriculum for me, not for someone else. And, and so I spent about, it was about eight weeks, summer 2017, and I built an eight week coaching program. And I just took the things that I think so some of us, we have giftings and some of these things that were innate for me, I'd never put them really into words and frameworks and steps and sequences. 
And, and over those eight weeks, I took all of the things that I was doing right. That was, that I was telling people to do that were just innate to me. I put them into frameworks. And so October is the third week of October, 2017. I'll never forget this. I went to my LinkedIn network and I announced that I'm having a webinar. I can do a 90 minute webinar. I'm going to give you my best content, no strings attached. And at the end of that webinar, what I intend to do is to say, Hey, if I brought you value today, my coaching is available to you. Stay on this webinar. I'll tell you what it looks like to be coached by me. And I had about a hundred people attend this webinar and no joke. At the end of that, I had 45 people that signed up for coaching. And I, and immediately I was like, this makes a lot of sense yeah, Wow. because um, no one's really teaching us how to recruit. Like everyone's saying you need to, it's part of your role and your responsibility but no one's saying this is how you should do it. And it made a lot of sense to me in that moment to say, well, of course people would sign up for this because no one's taught us how to do this. And that was really the beginning of something that I had never planned and anticipated that has become much greater than I ever really thought that it would be. I was hoping a person or two would sign up. And now, you know, 12 months in, I was standing on stage speaking at sales rallies and conferences and Eventually, um, in 2019, 20, really got into heavy consulting where we were coming into companies and auditing what they were doing and, and being an advisor to them. And so it's been a lot of fun doing it, but I don't know how I got there. <laughs> right. What do you think is the best part of the recruiting success that you find? Look, I find leaders... There's just kind of the evolution of a leader, right? Like a lot of leaders start out and we're talking about really sales recruiting here. You're talking about loan officer recruiting, recruiting salespeople. Um, a lot of times leaders who are leading salespeople that end up in what I would call like a recruiting leader type role, someone who's leading a team, but is also responsible for recruiting that team. They start out really with different aspirations than they mature and grow into, right? Like I'll be 50 this year. And thankfully, there's filters or you can't really tell that. But, you know, right now. <laughs> yeah, I'll, be 50, I'll be 50 this year. And I find I found that like in my early 40s, I would use the word yearning. There was like a yearning to lead at a higher level. There was a yearning right. to give something that I had fought for in terms of my experience and my story, my success to just give that away. And I find that a lot of leaders, as they really mature and grow, we come to these where we're really financially motivated. And then we get to this place where motivation looks different. And I would say like doing what I do today, I would do it for free because right. I, I love it that much. And I, and I know that I can impact people. You, you give me a couple of hours with someone I can, I can actually build an aha moment for them that will literally change the trajectory of where they were headed. And there's just so much more fulfillment to be found in that. I think we figure that out eventually and we want more than just money. No, I do. I do agree that the yearning and the sharing and the being authentic and vulnerable is is super important. And you really um, are able, because I've gone through your recruiting, to have those items pulled out and then illustrate how you can share that. And I think that that's great with the way that you um, train your people, your executives to recruit, because you're really training them a different way um, of making people want to come work with you. So Richard, what do you feel your three keys to success are? Well, look, I, th I think consistency is like a superpower. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I'll use that framework because I, a couple of weeks ago, I held a webinar for a company and the title of it was, uh, I looked at some of my coaching clients that are having 
these outlier type results. And I looked at them and said, what are the superpowers they're using that make them different? How can a leader go hire 92 loan officers in a year? How can a leader go hire 87 loan officers in a year and not have recruiting support? And when I looked at them, there was an overarching theme of, yes, each one of them has something specific they're doing well, but the overarching theme was they're consistent mm. in that thing. And consistency, um, consistency is king. Oh, gosh. Yeah, like I a lot where we pursue, I think in today's society, where there's so much noise. We pursue new information. I mean, I, I'm at fault at this. I'll, I'll read 50 to 60 books a year and a half for a long time. Um, but I know this. I already know what it takes to be successful, right? It's like like getting in the best shape of my life is really not that complicated. It's not about the super fruit that they found in a third world country that they just oh. discovered this year that's going to change my life. It's literally pretty simple. It's like right. eat better exercise more. And, and the consistency of that is what leads to success. So, but there were, were inside that consistency framework, there were three things that as it relates to recruiting that are, are outliers or anomalies. And one of those things today is um, having a digital presence matters, not just kind of, but in all of the recruiting data, what we see is that it matters more than anything uh, because we have this thing that is called social proof. Right. And and I don't have to be solicited to an opportunity today. I can see that opportunity before it was ever being presented to me because of social media. Right. And the average American is now spending 147 minutes a day in social, which means that if a leader is relevant in social, they're relevant in the markets they want to recruit in. And and so what one of the superpowers for a recruiter today that that leads to success is digital presence. And but it's the consistency around the digital presence, right? And the consistency of, of showing up as a human, right? Humanizing ourselves. There's a big disconnect between like content and content that connects me with you. So that digital presence is absolutely a key part of that. Another part of that is operating within some form of a system, right? I, for, uh, for 11 years, I operated in, in spontaneity. I mean, my, I'm an ENF, I'm an ENFP on a Myers-Briggs, uh, five voices. I'm a creative connector. Like I'm a butterfly. Like, like give me a, give me a whiteboard and give me a marker. And I love right. being in that space and solving problems. Love the post-its. Oh gosh. But, <laughs> but, but, but building systems wasn't something that I was really good at. And so because of that, up to 2011, I'd had a limited success, um, you know, going into the next year, I started really building strong systems framework around me. And I had different results. And so when I was looking at just even within my, within my, within my coaching clients, the systematizing what you're doing is really important. Operating in a, some sort of form of sequence and system. What it does is it takes the average recruiting leader. And this is, this is, we've done over a thousand surveys inside the mortgage industry alone around leaders who are leading teams that are also recruiting to those teams. And one of the questions we ask in, in our surveys and our audits is what's the size of your cold, your cold pipeline that you're pursuing and out, out over a thousand people average together in this industry say it's 7.3 people. Well, that's because they're primarily operating on things like this. They're operating on notepads and right. with pens and they don't have a good system for getting in front of more people. There's always a limitation. It's a system, but it's a limitation in the system of how many people you can stay in front of. So today, a leader staying in front of more people, obviously that's an accelerator for you. And so operating within a system Again, it's one of those key things to success. The third thing I would tell you is this, is that 
I try to reduce recruiting to some very simple factors. And a very simple factor in recruiting is this. People that recruited me over the course of my career, I never, I mean, and I can say this, my wife says, don't say always and never, but this is a never, Sue, okay? Never. I never had anyone pursue me through the lens of my dream. Never. No one ever asked me that question. What do you want to accomplish? Where do you want to go? And why is that important to you? And leaders today that get this, and I think this is more important today than it's ever been because we are, we've gone through the information revolution. We're now in what we would call the social revolution. Um, today, people can self-select. They've never been able to do this before. Right. They've never been able to find that leader in their market that aligns with their values, that represents what they want to represent and connect as simple as sending a message. They've never been able to do that. And so a leader who gets this, that I'm all about helping that person that's on my team accomplish their dream. And I understand why that dream is important. When you're recruiting, when you get that, you're asking those types of questions. Where do you want to go over the next 10 years in your career? It's a pretty simple question to ask. And why is that important to you? It's a very simple follow-up question to ask. And the leader who then pursues that person through the lens of their dream and why that dream is important to them is at a completely different level of recruiting, especially when it's altruistic, right? If it's just a tactic and you're just trying to get someone across the finish line, you'll always get found out and that person will join and leave at some point. The leader who, who has a, a pure approach around this that is all about that. And it kind of goes back to something we were talked about, like that part of your career where you get to a place where it's like helping others and serving others right. and where you find fulfillment in that, that becomes easy. I just don't think a lot of leaders know to ask those questions and to be so driven around those two things where you want to go and why is it important to you. And so that, that to me would be the third key to success wrapped in consistency though. Right. So the main key is consistency. And then you have those three subcategories after that, the digital presidents, the having a system and then knowing why. Correct. Yeah. Knowing what's important to the recruit. Yeah. And he still why, this day, it blows me, it blows me away. No one ever asked me what was important to me. It was always about, the number it was always about products, always about pricing, performers. It was always about those things. No one ever said. And the, I, I'll remember this. This was like spring break 2016. So this is before my pivot to 4C. Mm-hmm. I'm overlooking this awesome beach, this beautiful home. And my four kids are in the ocean playing with my wife. And I'm in this room overlooking the ocean working. Right. Um, I knew it was important to me. I was frustrated because I wasn't accomplishing that. Right. I, I would I would still be at an organization today. I, I, I truly believe this. If there was an organization that has shown up and said, we get it, this let us help you accomplish that. And they were all about that. I would still be at that organization today. But then I realized like I didn't have an organization about that. I've got to create this on my own because that was important to me. I've got a decade, you know, here with children where um, where the season changes. I've already got one out right. of the house. I've got one, two years away from being out of the house. It's like, I want to capture this season and not miss it, that was my greater reason why I was doing what I was doing. For sure. And that's such an important reason to catch up, cat, to capture all those seasons with your little ones or who become big ones and then out of the house. Um, you wrote a book recently. Tell us a little bit about that book. Yeah. So it's actually, it's on my wall. And before mm-hmm. I get judged there, the, the word recruiting actually is missing a letter in it. And that we, <laughs> so, uh, so in 2022, um, we, our, our vision, uh, I think this really begins with the vision. Our vision is that 
From 2017 to 2027, our 10-year vision was to impact 10,000 recruiting leaders by helping them live the ideal life and lifestyle. I love that. And and so that's, we're hyper-focused on that. Um, 2022 comes along, and it was a big pivot for several of the industries that we coached in, real estate and mortgage. Right. And um, we coaching is a high-ticket item for people, and we began to have a lot of our coaching clients step away from coaching. So in Q2 of 2022, I went to the team and said, we're, there's big changes in the markets that we're in. And how are we going to accomplish our vision? And one of the things the team and I came up with was, let's write a book this year. And in order for it to really impact our, our the people, the number that we um, said we were going to impact in 2022, we had to get it to market really quickly. Uh, so we said, we're going to write a book in six weeks. And my entire team was like, I, when I say we, I said we were going to write a book. The team said, we'll write a book. I was like, we're going to do it in six weeks. And they were like, no way. You can't do that. Right. And um, and the reason why is because by the time you write it in six weeks and you get it published on Amazon, you get it in the hands of people. Now you're into Q3, right? And you really right. don't have the opportunity to maximize uh, the, the impact for the year. So we set out a timeline that was really kind of an improbable timeline to write this book, but I'm, I have a lot of digital resources. I've been, uh, you know, in six years, I coached over 11,000 hours. I've recorded those coaching sessions. I've got almost a hundred podcasts that exist. Um, I have a lot of things that I can point people to. That's my voice where I don't have to actually be the one to write it. And so we wrote this book in five weeks. And, uh, the reason why this, uh, this thing over here is framed is because the R was missing. The first print actually had the R missing out on the, um, on the, uh, um, on the book design, we caught it after we got our author's copies of the book and we changed it. But I, I have that up because I want to be reminded that ideas <laughs> are not as important as the execution of ideas. Yes. And so we wrote this book. We launched it last year and um, it's been a it's been a cool springboard for us to reach new people. Yeah, I love that. It was It's a great book. It's a great recruiting book. And I love that you lo- want to reach that many people. And that is definitely your vision and you live by your vision. And that's something I enjoy working with you on. Um, what's in the future for Richard? Well, uh, we're in the process of adopting a one-year-old right now. Wow. <laughs> that's a lot. Uh, that's going to it's gonna either do one of two things. It's going to make me feel really young or it's going to make me feel really old. Because that's number <laughs> six? That'd be number five. Yeah. Number five. Yeah. So um, that's, that's, that's in it for us. Um, look, I'm, but you know, in the space of recruiting, really committed to like this, this place right here. Like I go back on my own journey and I remember what it was like having goals, but not in this area of growing and not being able to accomplish those goals. Right. And so I, we're feeling a void here that I haven't found another person that fills this void. And so just continuing to grow myself so I can continue to bring value. Look, I think recruiting's changing. It's changing very quickly. The last five years, uh, data starting to play, uh, has played a significant role the last five years. And that's been, uh, that's an outlier for a lot of people because, um, y- you know, the number of people that get called today is less. And the number of people that, that get the calls get more. Um, because the data tells us who we want to call. So I think we have to continue to evolve. I mean, we're looking at things like how do you use, um, you know, NF, how do you use um, NFTs in recruiting to give right. you a competitive advantage? That's next level. Now we're in the blockchain. 
Uh, I think blockchain's coming. How will that impact it? Obviously, the data influences and impacts it. So I think the key thing for us is we continue to grow and continue to learn so that we can be in front of our clients and helping them win. Yeah. So will you definitely help winners win more? And I appreciate that. And I appreciate you being on Grab Your Keys and uh, giving all the nuggets and keys to success as you have given and um, paving the way for others to see your vision. And we will have everything, um, all of your con contacts and everything at the bottom. So everyone, if you heard something on this podcast and you want to share it or you want to get in touch with Richard, we're super excited for that to happen. Richard is amazing. And thank you so much for listening. And thanks for having on Grab Your Keys. Thanks for having me, Sue.